Hey, good afternoon, everybody. And uh, let me, first of all, uh, apologize if there's any background noise. I am uh, doing the show from the airport in Orlando. And I've tried to go to an area that is fairly quiet, but uh, you never know. How's everybody doing? Good to have you here on this holiday. And I've been uh, put it, putting a lot of stuff out on social media about uh, my weekend and my experience with Scott Pollard. As a matter of fact, that's going to be the subject of my podcast that will be dropped uh, tomorrow morning. I will just say that it was a surreal experience. It was a morning that I will never, ever forget. And it is, to me, a testament to medical technology. And it's also a testament to the donors. Uh, because as one family is jubilant and celebrating the gift of life, there's another family in mourning and saying goodbye to a loved one. So uh, the dynamic is, um, it's one that, I, well, I can't really put in the words enough. I can just tell you that to be with Scott Pollard on Saturday morning, less than 24 hours after, uh, well, let me back up. I didn't think I was going to be able to see Scott. I just thought I was going to go there and see Dawn, his wife, give her a hug, give her some emotional support, and then leave. I didn't think I was going to be able to see Scott. I'm like, who gets to see somebody that had a heart transplant surgery, you know, 18 hours ago? And I figured Scott would be in absolutely no condition. But anyway, I, I got to the hospital and I texted Dawn. And she came out and got me in the waiting room. And in two minutes, you know, I'm back there and I'm talking to Scott and Scott's coherent. And he's alert. And we just had an amazing conversation. And then while I was there, uh, the physical therapist and a nurse came in and they got him up. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Scott's going to stand up. He just had a heart trend. I mean, literally, he went into surgery at 11 a.m. local time in Nashville, 9 a.m. Pacific. OK. And I got to the hospital at 715 Pacific time. All right. In the morning, the next day. So his surgery started at nine Pacific time, lasted roughly five hours. So he got out of surgery. OK. At two o'clock Pacific. All right. And I'm in there at nine fifteen Pacific. And I'm talking to him and I'm watching him stand up. And I'm just like, wow, uh, I was blown away. I was just blown away. And I, I texted him about an hour ago uh, to see how he was doing. And he said, he's getting better. He's going to have to stay there for six weeks and not in the hospital for six weeks, but there next to the hospital uh, before he can go back home to uh, Indiana. He's going to be in the hospital uh, probably most of this week, if not all of this week uh, before he can be released from intensive care. Uh, yesterday he did two laps around the IC unit. He did a lap in the morning and then, uh, and it's with a walker. He has a walker and then he did another lap around the intensive care unit uh, in the evening. And when I was there, the cardiologist was absolutely blown away at one of the breathing tests that he was able to do. And the cardiologist started laughing actually and said, I can't believe this. And he, and he said to Scott, you're a week ahead of where you should be. So it was a, well, you know, I can't even put into words. I, I really can't. I just, I learned a lot, you know, and, and just, again, I really have trouble putting this into words, what that was like. I'm just grateful 
for donors and the gift of life. That's what it is. It's Scott received a gift of life. And now you have to hope that his body does not reject the heart, which is possible, although they feel that it's a perfect heart for him. And uh, so far, so good. You know, so far, so good. So, you know, if you have any questions on that, feel free to ask me. I'll be happy to answer them. But uh, that will be the topic of my podcast tomorrow. And it will be uh, dropping at about eight o'clock Eastern time. All right. All right. I didn't watch the NBA All-Star game. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know the score of the NBA All-Star game until I woke up this morning. I had no interest in it. I'd rather watch paint peel off the wall. But when I woke up and saw the score this morning, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, to me, the whole All-Star, and first of all, I acknowledge the NBA does a great job in putting on a marquee event. They really do. So I'm not going to rip the NBA. They do a great job putting on their event. But NBA All-Star Weekend is a joke. It's a joke. I mean, you have a non-NBA player once again winning the slam dunk contest. All right. A guy doesn't even play in the NBA. You have a seven-footer in Carl Anthony Towns that almost wins the three-point contest, which is right there what's wrong with the league now, is that you got your seven-footers becoming three-point specialists. Okay? You got Steph Curry in a shooting contest with a leading shooter of the WNBA because the NBA has to promote the WNBA at All-Star Weekend. Because without the NBA, the WNBA wouldn't be in existence and they would have no chance of having a league. So the NBA brings in the WNBA uh, for All-Star Weekend, which I've never understood. I mean, the WNBA has nothing to do with the NBA All-Star Game. Nothing. Has nothing to do with the NBA All-Star Weekend. It's a joke. All right? It's a joke. And then you have that game yesterday? Really? That's your final score? I mean, we thought that last year things were going to change, right? Because Adam Silver was upset at the lack of effort with zero defense. Well, if he was upset last year, I can't imagine he's feeling too good this year. It's a, it's a joke. I mean, it really is. It's disgraceful. And I, again, I didn't watch one second of it. I haven't even watched any highlights of it. I don't care. I have, I have zero interest in the NBA All-Star weekend. Zero. Absolute zero. The only reason why I even knew about Steph Curry and Carl Anthony Towns is because I was at dinner in Nashville Saturday night at a sports bar and they had it on the, the TVs in front of me. And I was casually, casually glancing up at the TV from time to time. And I, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it's a joke. In my opinion, it's a joke. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all right, then all you got to do is raise your hand. And we will do it. Again, I apologize if there's some noise in the background, but I'm doing uh, the best that I can. I definitely wanted to do a show today and we'll do a show uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. I will not be able to be on with Ryan. Well, let's see. Now, I won't be able to be on with him for the Spurs game, uh, but they'll have a pregame, halftime with Jerry and a postgame. All right, let's get to some phone calls. And why don't we start with John? John, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Boy, that is the most fantastic news about Scott that I could yep. possibly imagine. I mean, I, you know, obviously it's been on the news around here with that he finally got a donor, and it was immediate that he went in, you know, to surgery nearly immediately. I didn't know you were going, but I'm not surprised because I know you and Scott have been so close for you know 20 years or whatever, however long it's right. been. So I'm not surprised at all. That is just the greatest news. And for him to be a former athlete, that is going to 
accelerate his recovery, I believe. And it sounds yes. like it's already yes. happening. It's already yes, because his determine his determination and perseverance is that of an athlete. Yes. And it's like he won't be denied. So I saw that in the hospital room on Saturday morning. You're 100 percent correct. Hey, I was going to say that he is not to be denied just the way his perseverance is. You're exactly right. Well, and he asked the cardiologist. Well, hang on a minute. He asked the cardiologist, yep. what's the fastest someone's been out of the hospital after heart transplant surgery after out of intensive care? And the cardiologist said five days. He goes, I will beat five days. I will be out of here before five days. You know, that's the, that, I love that guy. Yep. That is so great to hear, Grant. That is so great to hear. Yep. Um, that's the main thing I wanted to, I wanted to just say that about Scott. And as for the all-star weekend, Hey, it's a joke, but it is a joke. We know it. Nobody wants to play defense. Nobody wants to get hurt. And I kind of had it on in the background when I was cooking and playing cards and stuff, but it's not anything that I'm focused on and, you know, relentlessly watching every play and thinking about like, you know, like a football game because there's so few of them or a good matchup with, you know, my basketball team or anything like that. But it's just, it was, I had it on in the background, I guess, kind of like you did at the, at the bar you're watching that, that but yep. it, there's just no defense no one, you know, nobody wants to get hurt. And it was fun that Halliburton, you know, got off and started well and stuff like that. So it was kind of fun, but it, it just isn't as, as intriguing as, as watching sports. That's all. Again, I can't comment on it cause I don't watch it. I have no interest in it. I've never watched. I can't remember the last time I watched an NBA all-star game. I, I really can't. It's been, I wouldn't say, at least 10 years, maybe more. I, I, I just don't, I have no interest in it. Yeah, I understand. And, you know, Silver wanted more defense. Well, the way that they did it the last, what, two or three years at the final five minutes of the game, there was defense. So that absolutely backfired on them. And those were in, nearly impossible to watch anyways, too. I kind of liked, like the fact that it is East versus West again. But like I say, it's not like watching a game. It's, it's like watching it's just like watching a the Globetrotters yep. almost. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's all I got to say. But hey, great news about Scott Grant. Any anything else mm -hmm. you say? It, I will be happy to hear it. And I know every time you'll you know you'll talk about this, we'll get something else out. Thank of you. It, just like just like everything. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Thank Grant. you. Have a great one. You know, and again, I don't want to paint the wrong picture. He has a very long road ahead of him. Okay, I mean, you know, it's been. What is today, Monday? So it's been three days. And again, knock on wood, everything's going good. But, you know, there are a lot of things that could still not go well. I mean, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's still a, a, a long road ahead. But you can only go by what we know now. And when I was there, the uh, cardiologist, not the surgeon, the cardiologist was, you know, just really uh, overly impressed with how well he was doing uh, the day after surgery. And then I, I talked with him yesterday and he said he had a good day yesterday. You know, again, he's in pain. It's not like he, I mean, you know, listen, he's, I, I think we all understand that you would be in pain, but you know, he's very, very uh, persistent in getting out of the hospital soon. Like, I mean, that, that's something that he is, uh, well, that's Scott Pollard. If you know what, that's how he played. That's how he lives his life. He doesn't do anything half-ass, you know. He, he's this is a, a a challenge for him to beat the odds and set records. And you know, he wants 
the, the next person that's in that room who's having a heart transplant, you know, to ask the same question. And yeah, well, there was a guy in here a couple of weeks ago and he got out of here in five days. Wow. Five days. I'm going to beat that. I mean, Scott is just the way he is, you know? So, and again, I don't know if he'll be out of there in five days, but I do know this. He's going to be out of there a lot sooner than they thought. That's, that's something I'm pretty confident in. But again, we're talking about major, major surgery. Okay. We're talking about a heart transplant. Okay. And there are a lot of things that are, and again, I'm not a doctor. I don't understand it, but you know, it's not like you get the heart put in and everything's fine and there aren't issues. There's some major medications that he's on. There are still things that have to happen. You know, you want to make sure that the body does not reject the heart. I mean, there's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a long road, all right? It's a long road, but thank goodness for medical technology. Thank goodness. I mean, you know, his surgery was only, think about this. His surgery was only five hours long. Is that, see, to me, that is remarkable. Five hours. Think about that. Five hours. That's unbelievable to me. Uh, it really is. So, all right. Again, who wants to come on next? We'll put you right on. And uh, we are going to say hello to Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Welcome to the program. Uh, how you doing, Grant? Hey, Patrick. That's uh, that's great news about Scott. If I could put it in perspective, um, my wife had gastric uh, bypass this week, and it took they oh, wow. took her five hours for the operation. Hmm. And uh, you're saying she got now? a heart in five hours. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's that's incredible. You know. How's your wife? Oh, she's doing terrific. Thank you. She's Good. out of the hospital. Good. She's doing well. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, I also wanted to comment on the All Star Weekend. Yeah. Um, I did. I did watch All Star Saturday night, and uh, if you took the uh, dunk contest out, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, the uh, the three point contest is always interesting, and they had a skills competition. And um, both of those events, they had like the top NBA players playing in those events. But uh, when it comes to the dunk, I mean, it's a waste of time. I mean, they should either eliminate it or put it on Saturday or put it on Friday night with the celebrity game. I mean, nobody really cares about that dunk contest anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I don't want to speak for everyone else, though. That's for sure. It seems like now the, the new thing in a dunk contest is to jump over a guy that's seven feet tall. And if you don't do that, then you're, you shouldn't be doing dunk. So I don't know. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. I mean, with the with the dunk now, you had two G League players, a rookie, yep. and they only yep. had one professional guy there, Jalen Brown. It's a joke. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, that's all they can find out of all the players in the league to go in that it's contest. A it's a joke. Yeah. And then, uh, as for the All Star Game, uh, it's like it's becoming like a yearly tradition. I turn it on and I'm cold cocked. <laughs> by the halftime, it's so boring. And um, another thing I don't like is they got Draymond Green on there all weekend. I mean, this is what the league wants that for him to be the spokesman for the league. Embarrassing. For these, I didn't even yeah, realize that. Really so is. Draymond Green was commentating on TNT on All Star Weekend. He did the he did the uh, he did the pregame, which I turned which I which I barely looked at, and then. Uh, you know, they had Brian Anderson calling the uh, All-Star game, which I don't care for him. So I said, all right, let me put on the alternative broadcast. And the alternative broadcast was Dream on Green. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was a tough one to sit through. You know, I mean, I really didn't sit through it. The minute I see him on there, I I, I turn it off and put on the radio broadcast. So Brian uh, Anderson, Brian Anderson is a great baseball announcer. I think he's maybe as good as there is in the country. But his NBA play-by-play is boring and lacks enthusiasm and excitement. He doesn't have the energy and the voice for the NBA, in my opinion. Baseball, I think he's great. I could watch Brian Anderson and listen to him do a baseball game any day of the week. Basketball, uh-uh. I mean, yeah, I'd rather see Harlan. I'd rather see Harlan do the game. Well, so, Ian uh, yeah. Eagle or Kevin Harlan ought to be doing that game instead of Brian Anderson. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. But uh, hey, terrific news about Scott, and uh, thanks for the wishes for my wife. And uh, you have a good evening, Grant. Thank you. You too. Appreciate Thank it. you. Bye bye. Hey. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, just raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it. Hope that you had a, a good weekend and enjoyed your holiday today. If you were off, not working, I hope that uh, it was a good President's Day for you as we now move into, you know, post-football and manage how we're going to handle that. All right, let's get to uh, Preston. Preston, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. Um, I had a question about uh, when you were announcing games, um, was there any uh, player that you were looking forward to watching other than, you know, like Jordan or Kobe? Like, um, were you looking forward to, like, watching Dominique or Olajuwon or was there any other, yeah. like, under? Yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of players. I mean, all of the above and more. Um, there were a lot of players or, I used to love watching that I really used to look forward to. But, I mean, Jordan was special. Uh, Kobe was special. Dominique was special. LeBron was special. Magic and Kareem were special. Yeah, there were there were there were certain uh, players that I looked forward to a little bit more than others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just was curious enough. There was just an under. I mean, maybe there was a player that nobody talks about that you were looking forward to announcing their games. Or- yeah, you know what? Believe it or not, I used to love watching Tyrone Muggsy Bogues play uh, because Muggsy at five foot three to me is one of the great marvels, one of the great stories in the history of the league. And I used to love watching when Muggsy played. So that's someone that you probably wouldn't expect me to say, but I love doing games when Muggsy Bogues was playing. Mm-hmm. I was watching the uh, last dance. I don't know if you've gotten the opportunity to watch that, but. Um, sure, of course but, I have. Yeah, I, I just, it had kind of just gotten me to thinking because uh, they showed um, Arco Arena, on, I think on the second episode um, and Jordan was practicing on the floor and it just kind of gotten me wondering um, if there was, yeah, if there was any other, player that you were looking forward to watching um yeah i mean there were some yeah there were some yeah for sure more than others absolutely uh, and i had another question um i know when the kings uh when they were doing the when they were in the relocation saga um i know uh kevin johnson had mentioned about maybe bringing back the monarchs do you know or i mean what what i don't think there's any i don't think there's any interest or any movement to bring back the monarchs to sacramento yeah. Okay. I just was curious because I know that I know Kevin Johnson had maybe mentioned about that, but I wasn't sure. I, I well, it's up to the owner. I, I don't see it. I, I I've heard that that's not going to happen. So, I I don't have any inside information, but the information I do have is I wouldn't expect it to happen. Okay. All right. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Preston. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Let's move on. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, you raise your hand, uh, and we will do it again. I, 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 I don't ever see the Monarchs coming back to Sacramento. I don't. You know, I think you'll get, uh, hopefully, you'll you'll get Major League Soccer, which would be great, although 
you know, I'm not even so confident about that anymore. You know, the Republic obviously do very well. It would be great to get that stadium built in the rail yards. And so we'll see what happens. But I don't see it. I don't I don't see the Monarchs coming back to uh, uh, Sacramento. I really don't. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. I hope that uh, you are having a good one. Not a lot going on right now. I don't know if you watched uh, the golf down at uh, Riviera. So I did watch some of that. Uh, let's get to Jerry. Jerry, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Grant, what's going on, my friend? Happy hey, Monday. Buddy. What's up? You too. Hey, Grant. Uh, good news about Scott Pollard. Uh, you know, Grant, switching the things a little bit uh, back to the Kings uh, with the second half coming up. If you call last year, this is about the time. Jerry, I lost you. Jerry. All right, Jerry, I'm going to put you back in the audience. Let's try to do it again, all right? I lost you there, buddy. Raise your hand, and uh, we'll put you uh, right up on there. All right, if you can uh, hear me, uh, clap your hands so I know that you can still hear me. I don't know if I lost my connect. There you go. Thank you very much. All right, so, Jerry, I lost you. Raise your hand again, and I'll put you right back up on uh, stage. So I think what Jerry was going to allude to was the Kings post-All-Star break last year. Go ahead, Jerry. I got your back, buddy. Hey, Grant, sorry about that. Um, it's okay. Um, I was asking you, uh, this is about the time that the Kings, uh, with the second half last year, they started, uh, they took off a little bit, um, which I know this year's second half is gets up to a little bit of rough start. How many more wins, Grant, do you think it'll take for the second half for the Kings to be either the fourth or the fifth seed? Well, I would say it's highly unlikely they're going to be the fourth seed. Um, okay. I, I think the best scenario right now is for them to be the sixth seed. And I think that should be their goal. I, I think four is out of reach, barring a unforeseen injury. I think that's highly unlikely. Uh, five possible, although I don't see it. I would think six is what I would be looking at. So to me, there are four teams, Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento. Okay. And personally, I think Phoenix and New Orleans will head uh, be ahead of Sacramento and then I really think you're going to be fighting it out with Dallas. So, you know, each game is important. That's for darn sure. Every game means something. There are no and, off nights. And Grant, if you are going to be the sixth seed, uh, who would you want to play in the first round? Probably, if I'm Sacramento, probably Oklahoma City. I don't like the way they match up with the Clippers or the Timberwolves. Um, but if it were me, I'd probably, if, if you put it that way, I'd probably pick Oklahoma City. And Grant, sometimes I hear people talk about, oh, we got the uh, Denver Nuggets number, and we, we should play them. You know, they're, you know, Grant, they don't know what they're talking about. They're idiots. People that say that are morons. <laughs> they played, they played, they played Denver two games without Jamal Murray. Right. Okay. Did anybody watch the NBA playoffs last year? Did anybody watch the NBA finals? <laughs> Did anybody see Jamal Murray and how important he was to that team? So right. people that think that the Kings match up well with Denver are morons. Okay. If you think. Let me let me let me explain this to everyone listening right now. If you think that the Sacramento Kings are going to play the Denver Nuggets and that they, they're going to beat the Denver Nuggets with Michael Malone, who was fired by Vivek Ranadive, who he can't stand. OK, he's going to have his team motivated so high that if Michael has to go out on the floor and play and kick somebody's ass, he will. OK, so you don't want the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs if they're if if they're healthy. Trust me. <laughs> Grant, thanks for your honesty, buddy. Uh, you have a great rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. You, you're going to go against uh, a, champ, a defending championship team with Jamal Murray and with Nikola Jokic and that team? No. No. 
I mean, you might win a game or two, but you're not winning that series. I mean, come on now. It's amazing how a lot of fans don't. First of all, I mean, the last time you played Denver in Sacramento, they had played the night before against the Lakers, and you played them twice, twice out of the three games without Jamal Murray. And I think in the first game you played them, they didn't have Aaron Gordon either. So I, I don't know if, like, you think that's a big deal or not. Um, that's a big deal. Okay. It's a big deal. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant i mean that would be like playing the kings and beating the kings like the houston rockets beat the kings twice they beat the do you think the people in houston going oh boy we can't wait to play sacramento no you know why because the fans understand that De'Aaron Fox didn't play in those games. You think that makes a little bit of a difference? Like, I guarantee you the Rockets fans aren't sitting around going, boy, we match up really well with Sacramento. You know, that's not happening. I mean, come on now. Let's be a little realistic here. Let's be a little realistic. All right, again, if you're joining us late, the noise the noise you hear in the background, I'm doing this show from uh, the airport in Orlando, so I apologize if uh, there's noise in the background, but that's all right, you know? I got people walking by looking at me kind of weird, but... I get looked at weird even when I'm not talking. So it's all good. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. Not a lot going on this week, as I said. Not a lot going on. Tomorrow, my podcast will drop uh, in the morning, uh, talking about my experience this past weekend and my friendship with Scott that started uh, 20 years ago in Philadelphia at the arena when the Kings were playing the uh, Sixers and I talk a little bit about that and um, everything else. So that will be on the podcast uh, tomorrow. I'll do a, a show again tomorrow on Listen App. Probably when, I'm going to be on Listen App a lot because I'm going to be on the move all week. And I, I'm going to be mobile. And it's a lot easier for me to do the shows on this format when I'm uh, on the move all the time. So Probably I'll, you know, you follow me, you'll know, you'll get, you'll get all the updates. All right. Again, who wants to come on? We can talk about anything else you want. Jerry did ask me a good question though, about how many wins it's going to take. I don't have a number, um, but I, but I would say this, they're going to have to play a lot better at home than they have played up to this point. If they're going to move up into the top six, because to me, and I don't the Minnesota, Oklahoma city, Denver, and the Clippers, not necessarily that order. Those are your four teams, okay? And personally, again, 
You're, you're, here's, here's what you're fighting for. Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, and Sacramento are going to be the four teams fighting for the fifth and sixth seed. There you go. Right? And you know that injuries are going to factor into this. You better pray that Simonis doesn't get hurt or Fox. Because if that happens, man, you might not even be in the playoffs this year. Because let me tell you something. If you're seventh or eighth or ninth or tenth, and you got to play the Lakers and or the Warriors, that's not a recipe of, for success. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go against Steph Curry at a one-game elimination. I don't want to go against LeBron and Anthony Davis in a one-game winner-take-all. Not, not what I want to do, you know? Right, here's something else I wanted to talk about. This is a mini rant. When you're flying, right, or you're on a train that takes you from terminal to terminal, right? And like right now in the background, okay, they're saying, you know, uh, make sure that you take your belongings with you. Really? Like, do I need to have the flight attendant come on the PA system when I'm getting off the plane to tell me to make sure that I take my belongings with me? Really? When I'm on the transit train going from terminal to terminal, do I need the automation to tell me to make sure that I take my belongings with me? No, I'm going to leave them on the, I'm going to leave them on the train for somebody else. No, I'm going to just leave all my stuff in the overhead bin and no problem. I don't want to carry it anymore. I'm done with it. Let, let somebody else take it. What, what kind of, what kind of stupidity is this? Make sure you take your belongings with you. Have you ever thought about that? Do you need a reminder when you're flying and you land to take your belongings with you? Seriously. Like what, what kind of now, like what, what is that all about? Seriously. Have you ever thought about that? How stupid that is? It's unbelievable to me. Please make sure that you take your belongings. No, duh. Never understood that. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the show before we wrap it up, raise your hand and we will do it. Uh, not a lot going on. Not a lot to talk about. You know, NFL was still a couple of weeks away from uh, free agency when we really get revved up. And we'll get ready for uh, the NFL draft. Golf is picking up steam. Before you know it, we'll be talking about the Masters. you got college basketball and March Madness, so we can focus in on that a little bit. But, you know, our bread and butter is the Sacramento Kings, and we will be spending a lot of time uh, talking about that. But uh, don't forget to listen to my podcast tomorrow, and uh, that will drop sometime in the morning as I talk about my experience this past weekend in great detail and uh, everything else. So I, I'm blessed that I've been able to share some really phenomenal experiences with different people uh, in the last couple of days. And I was at a funeral, uh, I should say, I was at a memorial service on Friday. And uh, the emotions that I went through, and uh, it's not about me, but I'm just saying we're all people, right? We all think we all have emotions, but you know, the emotions that I went through from Friday at 11 a.m. until Saturday, when I left the hospital around 1130 or 12, I mean, you know, I, I always, people always say, you know, it really makes you, you know, appreciate things and you should never have to appreciate your health. All right. You, you should never take your health for granted. Never. Cause it can change tomorrow, right? You can wake up and not feel good and go to the hospital and you can be diagnosed with a life threatening condition. Don't ever take your health for granted, you know? And I, I've always said that. I've said that ever since I've been on the air. 
If you have your health, you have everything. You lose your job, okay, that sucks. But you know what? If you're healthy, you got your health. All right. If you, whatever, yeah, you you do something stupid or you have an issue and you have your health, then you have everything. All right. Be grateful. You know how many people would trade places with you in a New York second to get their health back? You better believe it. Don't ever take your health for granted. Don't ever take your health for granted. And being in that hospital room was a real eye-opening experience for me in uh, the appreciation, I guess, is the word I would look for. The appreciation I have or had for the staff at that intensive care unit at the Vanderbilt Medical Center, the prayers that were going on in that hospital room by Scott and Dawn Pollard, to the donor's family, which they talked about often. Like it was it was a topic of conversation many times in the two and a half hours that I was in that hospital room. All right, it's something that that's gonna be talked about for the rest of Scott's life because it's it's the gift of life. And that's very powerful listening to all of that and listening to the doctors and the and just, and I, I just have the utmost respect for the medical profession. It's, it's amazing. And what I witnessed on Saturday, uh, I will never, ever forget. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. If there's no one else that wants to get on, I appreciate all of you. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday and we will be back again tomorrow. Thanks everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.